Welcome to another episode of The Illustrious Gentleman, the place where comic book artists and top blokes Scott Garleski and Ryan Cody talk about life, work, comics and booze. Follow the show on Twitter at TIG underscore show. Don't forget to let us know what you're drinking while you're listening to the show. Go on yourself, big man. Episode 133, according to my notes. Oh. Yes, of the illustrious gentleman. Um, I'm surprised every week uh, by the I'm, number. Right, it keeps going up by one. It's shocking, I know. Uh, the Scott is a comic book artist. I am a comic book artist. We do a podcast where we usually have a beer or some sort of cocktail, and we talk about some sort of aspect of pop culture stuff, either creativity, comics, um making making comics tv movies etc today's episode is follows right in line with that kind of piggybacks onto last week's show and we're going to be talking about movies i don't know that necessarily that we either want to see adapted or that we would like to adapt ourselves no i i that are not yeah i think i got my wires crossed a little bit at the beginning of doing this okay um, it's somehow yeah. in my head, like when I sat down to start jotting shit out, I thought, oh, what, what comics that haven't been made into movies should be made into movies. But then the first, like the first word on the, the topic for our discussion is non-comic. And it took right. me a couple minutes to reorient my brain. Ah, that's a different. That's yeah, a different non, show. Right, but this show is non-comic properties. Right, we would like to see it. We would like to see adapted to film. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. And it was. It was uh, no joke. Pretty difficult for me to get to five because I don't read. Yeah. Anymore. Like I. Is it? I stopped reading. Yeah. This like, was a sad experiment. Right, as soon as I picked up comic books, I stopped reading regular books, and then, other than, like, the seven Harry Potter books, I don't know if I've read... I've read, like, two other books or three other books, except for Harry Potter in the last, like, decade, and two of them made my list. Yeah, I did not so, realize what an uncultured swine I was until I had to sit down and think about things that weren't movies or comic books that I consume. Right, and my wife has a, a legitimate library in the house. I mean, there's probably... a thousand or more books and i'm going through the bookshelf and none of them are mine like i've never read any of these never read any of these it got really depressing really depressing but one of mine is a pulitzer prize winner so i'm okay with that i read good shit i have taste discerning quality high yeah, uh, expectations that's you. R- right right much like my much like my beer Did, are you gonna drink today I do am. you have anything yeah i do oh, have something let's that's it's in my hand let's, now. let's do it let's Oh, there it is. I see it in your hand. Your manly, manly hand. All right. You want me to go? I'll go. This is uh, Abita, I'm guessing, Brewing Company. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Abita Brewing Company from Springs, Louisiana. From Abita Springs, Louisiana. I'm sorry. That's uh, right. Shout out to Gavin Gavin Gidry. Sure. This is a, yeah. from their limited series of lounging iguanas. This is the hazy IPA. 
Oh, mm, it's got nice. a good nose. I'm digging that. That's, that's the haziness, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't have a glass with me. I would pour this out. I think hazy is like uh, another word for juicy. Like it's oh boy, it's fruity. Mm. I hope that that's, is something. I hope that's a good old boy. Because I'm, I'm hoping for a fun, upbeat show today. Oh, it's got so a Best Buy date on it. Best Buy eight twenty five nineteen. I'm getting right, getting it in right under the wire here. In another six days, it'd be shit. Right. If you drink it for next week's show, it'd be full out garbage. Oh my, this is something. What's the, uh, what's the IBA on it that? It says six five, so it's IB, it's IBV. Sorry. Okay. It's adequate. All right. Acceptable. Yeah, I've had a couple of beat up years in the past, and some of them are hit and miss. They have a purple haze that is hit and miss, but it's it's fine. And you know, they're uh, you know one of the few that I've ever heard of out, out of Louisiana, Louisiana, if you will. So yeah, and uh, I good know for them. Yeah, I had a couple minutes, you know, Ooh. to do some stuff, and well, I'm excited about this. Uh, I.e., I'm currently unemployed, so <laughs> I uh, did a little bit of work this morning and got um, a, a really bad action star to read the Beer Advocate review. I thought to myself, if we're doing Beer Advocate Theater, I should probably get an actor to do this. So I you picked should. out a review and I fed him the lines and he recorded it for me and it's awful and I'm so excited. Nice. So we can hear that right here. From Tig nine two four. Pours hazy orange gold in color with one quarter inch head. Tastes pineapple, coconut, and pilsner malt. Light bodied, very sweet, moderate carbonation. Just incredible beer. They nailed a pina colada beer mix. Need to find more of this. If you like the cocktails I do, this is a wow beer. Just awful. Just awful. As I haven't I haven't enjoyed this podcast this much in 133 episodes. <laughs> All right. So how? Uh, you already said how strong that was. I didn't listen to you, but it's okay. I'll listen to it on the playback. Uh, I. Am drinking. Mm. I was super excited. I got this like Uinta, Uinta. I hate. I don't know how to pronounce it. U i n t a double yeah. IPA. I was super super excited about it, and then I checked my beer. App, I checked my uh, Untapped app, and I've already had it, so I couldn't drink that for the show because I don't want to. You know, I don't want to give less than one hundred and ten percent. So I picked up this uh, Ninkasi Brewing out of Eugene, Oregon. Great town, mm-hmm. fun party town, college town. Been there. Uh, uh, dark sky, or sorry, dry skies. Sorry, Flagstaff's the dark sky city. So dry skies. Confused. Dry skies brute IPA. Uh, I had the Four Peaks brute IPA a couple weeks ago, mm. and I really enjoyed it. Um, so I thought, why not give this one a, a, a whirl, girl? It's a uh, 6.8%. It's only 35 IBU. That's the key, mm-hmm. is you can get a stronger beer with a low IBU. Uh, I'm excited about it. Um, I gotta say the smell is very dank. I didn't get a dank Ooh, smell dank. off the Four Peaks Brute. 
Yeah, it smells like a little marijuana up in here. A little Mary Jane, Ugh, if you will. A little that's reefer. That's a bad word, too. I don't like dank. Yeah. No, it's right up there with moist on words I could rather not ever say again. Um, so I also got some Beer Advocate uh, Theater. I did not get anyone to read it for me. I guess I'm not... You know, I don't get those big DC rates. So I can't afford to bring someone into the house, set them up with the recording equipment, feed them lunch you know, per diem. I don't have that kind of budget. So this is just me. And I didn't have a lot to choose from. This beer only had five reviews on Beer Advocate. Oh, wow. Um, but we're going to give it a shot here. This is from your friend and mine, Reed Rover. Uh, he's Canadian also because he spelled color with a U. <clears throat> Pours a clear, light, golden color. With a nice-sized, frothy white head. Grape-slash-wine, lake, hop, aromas dominate. You could mistake the aroma for a dry white wine. Pleasant. Wine aspect is still in the taste, but it's better balanced and gives a nice, semi-dry, semi-bitter taste. Nice. Bubbly. Mouthfeel. Very good. And dry (laughs) finish. Excellent Brute IPA. Great. For hot weather, which is good because uh, it's hot in here. I don't have I don't have a fan on me because I'm a pro. I don't want the background noise. I hate yeah, it smells mouth. a little dank. Like the term mouthfeel is just terrible, just terrible. The mouthfeel mouthfeel is moist and dank. Hmm. I don't know. The smell is a little dank. Let's try it out here. Hmm. Wow. I think maybe because it's a new style of beer. They're not all going to match up because this does not taste very much at all like the Hopknot Brute IPA mm. or the Four Peaks. So we'll see how it goes. Tune in at the end of the hour. So interesting. If you're still around. Yes, it's fascinating. Okay. Uh, I uh, personally don't have anything for the uh, What You're Into segment, which I got to come up with a better name for. The, the, the What You're Into segment is stupid. There's a podcast I do, or I, I do, there's a podcast I listen to, and they have a segment called Friendly Banter, where that's where they do this kind of shit, ah. but I don't, I don't want to just steal no, their term either, so I got I to gotta think of it. Um, no, I got to think of it. Shout out, shout out to Katie yeah, Nolan. I think of some synonyms to steal it. Yeah, something, or at least a nice way to segue into it. I guess I could just say, hey, Scott, what have you been up to this week? I could do that, but instead I make it awkward about, and try to make it a segment. Um I have nothing other than if you're in the state of Arizona, get your ass up to Prescott, Arizona on Saturday for the first ever Gateway to Geekdom <gasps> at the Prescott Gateway Mall. Get it? Gateway to Geekdom oh, at the Gateway Mall. That's clever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get inside it. Inside the old Barnes & Noble. Yep. Inside the old Barnes & Noble, which for sure never carried any of my comics, so I'm glad they closed up and went out of business. But I'm going to be there with my comics on Saturday. Scott's supposed to be there. You say you're going to be there. I'm be I assume there. you're going to be there. Scott will be I'm there. I'll be, be there. there. Will so you look for be the illustrious, there? Look for the illustrious gentleman. Look for me sneaking pulls out of my flask uh, in a very conservative county. It's going to be a fun time. Fun time. Uh, uh, my one of my co- the, one of the, the the comic I have the most copies of to sell Adventure Van has like a gay co male lead. I'm gonna just not mention that when I'm trying to pitch the book. Oh, is Prescott really just, a, like a big conservative town? Ooh, really? Diehard. So yeah, huh. yeah. It's uh, it's very highly retired military and very highly elderly. So it, it uh, skews older. Yeah, your Western comic should do well. 
Copperhead should but do well. But as a female lead. Lean lean on the he- lean on the uh the western aspect of it and and light on the sci-fi. Don't even mention the female lead, just say a sheriff in a in a you know, dusty mm. mining town in space. That's how you got to sell it. Uh but you could also say well they're all white, so <laughs> Except for the, <laughs> except for the Arties who are purple, but don't mention a that either. White sheriff, you know? right? A white sheriff in a dusty mining town, and you should do well. Um, shout out to Prescott, Arizona. So we'll be there on Saturday. And uh, my only other note is I wrote one word, and it said sponsors. Uh, right now, our only sponsors are Anchor.fm, which I love. You heard them at the beginning of the show. You're going to hear them in a little bit. But it all be always be nice to have some more like beer centric sponsors or booze centric sponsors or CBD or something. Just yeah. give me something to get me fucked right, up. Right, right. Give us free shit. Get get us fucked up. Be a sponsor. You don't even really have to give us money. You could just give us free booze and weed. Wink, wink. <laughs> marijuana. <laughs> Dank, <laughs> Dank marijuana. Right, but not moist because we don't want wet shit. It'll go bad. All right. Anything? Anything with you in this segment uh, of uh, what have you been doing last week? Yeah. No, I, I just been working. Uh, I don't know. Once we decided what the topic was, like this morning, just <clears throat> in no relation to anything, just just randomly, I watched a YouTube video uh, from Jesse Tribble called "Watchmen: A Clock Without a Craftsman," where he dissected the adaptation of Watchmen, the film. I just thought it was interesting. Go watch it. He's very clever, and uh, he really uh, takes Zack Snyder to the woodshed. I've said this before. I don't mind the film adaptation of Watchmen. I think it's okay. Yeah, it's. Um, he really makes you think about how dumb it is. It's dumb, except for the flamethrower orgasm scene. By the way, going back a couple seconds, you mentioned when we finally decided on this week's topic this morning. I just want to point out, I sent you an email like on Thursday night of last week. Which I ignored. And got radio silence, radio silence until this morning. I almost had to do a welfare check on you. I almost called your local PD and said, can you just go knock on the door? I haven't heard from him in a couple days. Not, I mean, you're obviously finished your gig. You I just said you're unemployed door. currently. What, I mean, what, what, you can't answer a text or an email? What the fuck, bro? Okay. All right. So, yeah, yeah. I spent my morning yeah. looking at uh, looking at cartoon intros from the 1980s, getting a little nostalgic for 80s cartoons. But the, be- the best part of the cartoons was always the intro. Yes. All the money went to the intro, oh, yeah. and then the cartoon itself was flat-out garbage. But that's where we're at. All right. So, non-comic book adaptations we'd like to see in film. I kind of based this. I didn't really think of myself developing any of these because, you know, not that I would ever be hired right. for any of these, but just movie movies I would like to watch based on stuff I've ingested already in the past. Ingested. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start like making I a said. list. Which is terrible words. Oh, I can use them all in a sentence. So let's figure that out. Okay, uh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Why don't you go first because you wait, made me wait till this morning to start yeah, researching sure. this week's episode. Yeah. So yeah. you go first. All right. In no particular order, I guess. These are just whatever. Right, right. Uh, so <sighs> minutes before recording, I was frantically trying to find this article I had read years ago about 
Um, I believe it was a pair. It might. Uh, God damn it! I wish I could have found it. It might have been a pair of man-eating tigers in India. Um, in this one particular village, and I forget how many people they had eaten, but the villagers were, you know, organizing and out to find these lions. And the article was about this um, this group of conservationists racing against the villagers to also find, or I said lion, to find this tiger um, or tigers or whatever, and, you know, do what they do, you know, relocate them or ship them off to a zoo or whatever the fuck. Um, but I thought, oh, the, the way it was written, there, there was so much tension between these two parties and it had this ticking clock on it. And I thought to myself while reading it, this would make like a great M. Night Shyamalan film or something. And as a big fan of Ghost in the Darkness, which I just recently watched, and I think we recently talked about on this very show, or maybe we did it in private at some point, but we just talked about that movie and how much I love it. It's very much in that vein. So this isn't the Ghost in the... Because I almost just said they already made that movie. It's called Ghost in the Darkness, yeah. but that's but th- you know, This would be more contemporary, right? So... Uh, right, I could see a. I could see a Mark phones. Ruffalo it's with cell phones. Right, I could see a Mark a, a Mark Ruffalo with glasses, kind of, and a flannel shirt headlining this movie, as one of the good guys, as one of the conser- conservationists. Maybe, maybe, I I would want to find an Indian actress or actor. Right, but if you want it to to be a big movie in the states, you're gonna have to have a white male lead for the most that part. Have to be so a maybe big him. Movie. Oh, you're talking like an art house kind of movie. Okay. Because I was thinking like the the leader of the the dudes who were going to kill it would be like Mark Strong or somebody like that. Like Sinestro from Greenland. Oh, the bad guy definitely has to be a white dude. Right. A white guy with a British accent because it's it's probably going to take place in like a formal former former British colony is probably where it's going to take place. So you're going to have a bad guy. You have a British accent. So what I did, I Googled man eating tigers, India. And there, I didn't click on this Wikipedia article, but the little blurb here that it gives me on Google is that, uh, in British India between 1876 and 1912, tigers killed 33,247 people. That's insanity. God bless them. That's awesome. I want to see this movie. They should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could almost. I mean, you, you basically you sell the idea as like this conservation film and everyone's, you know, doing the best for the fighting for the tigers. But then the studio turns it into a horror film where tigers are just destroying fucking humans left and right. Yeah. It's a tiger I, I, uprising. I mean, that's how you would have to sell it. Right. But like tastefully right. done, meant, you know. There's, there's not a lot of blood, but you know, really moody, atmospheric wow. shots of like the reflection of the tiger's eyes in the dark and that sort of shit. Yeah. yeah. Fog coming yeah. off of the river, that sort of garbage. The the I would like the to reeds see along the water moving as the animal moves through the yeah. brush. Maybe a scene where like a slight uh, bad guy, like like a Michael Sarah type. Is sitting there like holding like a gun. <laughs> That's an inspired choice. <laughs> then it comes to a, a shot of like the tiger's eyes in the darkness, 
and then it goes back to Michael Sarah, and a little bit of pee shows up in his pants. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he starts to wet himself, and then the tigers pounce and I, rip him apart. Oh, I, I have, can, a, I, I can see it very clearly in my mind. One particular shot, you, you got set up in frame. You're doing a close up on. Uh, it, it, it's been some time. The tigers have been taking people, so they've got villagers set up on watch overnight. So you've got. Yeah. The black frame, and on the right side, you've got a close-up of the villager's face that's standing guard. He's got his back to the darkness. Behind him, it's pitch black. And he, he's just sitting there, and he pops his cigarette into his mouth. And he brings up his lighter and clicks the lighter on. And as soon as he clicks the lighter on, you see the reflection of the flame in his glasses. And simultaneously, two eyes pop up behind him and that's yeah that's that's really good like you're i i'm sure i didn't sell it but your lack of excited response really killed my boner about this thing no i'm into it uh well first of all i feel like it's not really based on anything other than a vague article you think you once read oh and then but this is a thing i'm sure i'm sure i could find some (laughs) cool true life story i mean Jesus Christ, I just told you that they ate 33,000 people in like 30 years. There's right. there's the best some part. story in here. It's got to end with a tiger carrying a skull back like it, you know, kills everything but it brings like the skull and the fa- you know, the head, the decapitated head back and just drops it down kind of like the end of uh Dust Till Dawn where they pull away from the junkyard and it's all the dead bodies cuz it's a Mayan mm. or Aztec whatever do that but as the head rolls down it then you then pull out and there's 33,000 skulls mm. in like this valley that the I thought you were going to go with like the tiger wears the skull like a human skull on its head that'd be that'd be cool too you need to animate the tigers kind of like lion king or something like that depends on what kind of budget you want to throw into this you could go jaws style with you never see the tigers no i want to use real tiger style Oh, okay. I want to sell Real it angry that way. Tigers. <laughs> I, there, there, there was a movie, and I forget what it's called. Um, I, I just saw they just did it on Half in the Bag, or Best of the Worst on Red Letter Media. There, this fucking movie where this guy ran this this um like big cat conservation thing. So he had a like oh, this did. giant estate in um. I hope in I hope California. he gets murdered. And he had right. all of these lions and shit. And they decided, well, I guess we've got all these lions. Maybe we should make, like, a lion movie. And so they did. And they used these real lions. And all they did was chase real actors around for, like, 90 minutes and attack them and bite heads and shit. It's craziness. That's what I want to do. Art house gore. Art house. Well, all, well it's also it's a, it's a movie that's going to teach you a lesson. You're going to learn something. And the thing to learn is we shouldn't be making movies with live animals. We should just leave them alone. Yes. No animals right. were not hurt in the making of this movie. Right. But 13 actors were murdered. Right. I got so excited when you were talking about that. I turned my hat around kind of like uh, over the top. Yeah, you uh, got a, a Fred Durst alone. thing going on now. <laughs> Yeah, I do, especially with the beard. I, I was wearing this all around in Okinawa, and I kept thinking, like, oh, my God, I look like I should be in a 311 cover band. Uh, 
My first movie is based off one of the latest biographies I completed because I'm in the middle of reading another biography. It's only been two years. Uh, but this one I actually read a couple years ago. Uh, and I, and we talked we touched on this last week. A guy who needs to get his due. And my first uh, property would be an adaptation of Kirby King of Comics by Mark Evanier. Yep. Evanier. Yep, yep. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm sorry about that, Mark. Not that Mark gives a shit what I think. Uh, I would just call it like the King Jack Kirby. So it'd be a proper biography of Jack Kirby, starting with like his teen years. World War Two. You'd have to have some World War Two shit in there. Then the post years, uh, and then it would kind of end right after he creates like the big guns at Marvel in like the early '60s. So you'd get like the, you know, the early '40s to the mid '60s. Uh, Jack Kirby. I like this. Uh, I, the the thing you'd really need though is you need Disney and Warner Brothers to sign off on using Marvel DC s- stuff because it would be lame if you everything was fake like if they had to use facsimiles for the characters because right. they couldn't get the rights so you'd, you'd really need the rights but it it would be nothing but promotion for marvel and dc comics like it's not yeah. like it would ever be no, bad I, I really like this this is a nice idea yeah and it's, it's 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 about time it's about time that it's due right i mean the movies are huge uh, everyone and their mother knows who Stan Lee is. I don't think everyone and their mother knows who Jack is. And these Kirby are all is. the rage right now. The Did the Tolkien movie already come out? Was that it? I saw a trailer yeah, for I don't it. Know, I, don't, I don't know. Who cares? I don't, I don't, think, it's, I don't think it's out yet. Uh, but, but, mean, yeah, it's like Saving Mr. Banks, Christopher Robbins, what was it, Finding Neverland or whatever. You know, the the stories about the the authors behind your favorite thing where their life right. sort of mirrors the story that you're familiar with. Yeah. I like that. Jack Kirby goes to war, comes back and creates, yeah. you know, these, 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 uh, the, you know, people fighting for their liberties and fighting against, you know, big power and big government and shit like that. Uh, so yeah, that's actually when, when this topic came up, uh, this was the first thing that jumped into my head. That was the number one. I didn't even have to think about it. Um, I don't know. I, I'm a big. I don't want to go on it too much because we touched on it last week, and I feel like we might have brought, we might have pulled a comic book artist we both know into some nonsense last week, assuming that he hates Stan Lee. Assuming. I don't hate Stan Lee. I don't think he hates Stan Lee, but there is a difference between the layman on the street who has all the stickers on their car. They know who the fuck Stan Lee is. I don't think your average Joe uh, checkout guy at Target knows who Jack Kirby is, which is a it's a shame. So, you know, why doesn't John Layman do a podcast called in layman's terms? Get on it, John. (laughs) Where we. (laughs) Yeah, he should. He should. And then you take a topic that's already easy to comprehend and you just make it easier to comprehend. Or you go the other way. You take a very simple topic and you explore it. That's what you got to do. You scientifically, layman explain right. it. Lay explain it. Uh, so yeah, that would be my number one. I, I don't know if I can talk on it for twenty minutes like you did about your your lions in the jungle. Tigers. Movie, but, I kept saying uh, lions. I'm sure if we tigers, play this back, tigers. I'm going to listen to this and I'm going to say lions every goddamn time. But it's tigers. I'm sorry, right. lions. Tigers, tigers, and you're never going to play this back. Uh, 
Okay, so what's number two on your list, although not in any specific order? What's just next in your notes? Uh, well, I I have a couple uh, cartoons, so I guess I'll just drop one of those in here. Uh, I went with uh, Exo Squad from 1993. I remember sitting oh down God. and really like enjoying the show and thinking, well, not thinking then, but re- remembering back now, like it tackled a really a lot of heady themes about war and racism and okay. genocide and all that sort of garbage. And I watched a YouTube video on it this morning and it, there's a lot of exo squad and copperhead. Uh, I see a lot of it. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, so all, all of our listeners are young, handsome individuals men and women i i'm older than everyone that listens to our podcast and you i don't know anything about the exo squad except i think you might have mentioned them once before and they the had a super badass toy line okay because so they were a like cartoon this? show in the 90s and every fucking show had a badass toy line but it just sounds to me like they're a ripoff of the centurion they get like okay so like centurions were what bodies. there were three dudes that Mm-hmm. Had Legos stuck to them or something, right? They were kind of like hard, like Valiant Comics hardcore. Oh, one was a water down guy. The suits there was they a needed. flying guy, and no, no, no. They no, no, no. They would call down to a satellite in space, right. and it would beam. But them they had the like, armament. They, they did the different things. One was sky. One well, I'm was sure water. everyone, there everyone in the eighties did that, right? Sure, whatever. Sure, the fuck. So yeah. Exo Squad. Right. It was a story about humanity fighting against these uh, artificial people that they had created to do deep space mining work. So it w- it was almost oh like God. the, the it, was, it was it was almost Blade like Runner in Copperhead on, on Saturday mornings except okay uh, so they married that with the um the uh oh the power loader from Aliens. So all the characters mm. had these giant like mech suits that they operate okay. that fit around them. Um, so it was them fighting against the, 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 it was essentially like slave labor that they had created in labs. And these people thought, Hey, well we're bigger and stronger and everything. So we should be ruling the humans. So they revolt, and then there's this big war. And I think the show opens something like 50 years after the beginning of the revolt. So they're trying to take well, everything back from. Um, right. So it gets into, you know, a lot of really sort of moral and ethical quandaries. And while still being fun, okay. fun slavery. Was there, at any point, was there any females in the exoskeleton in their white tank tops and panties? Yes. That's what happens on Saturday okay. mornings at 8 o'clock. I got to track, I gotta track this cartoon down. Brawless, because yeah. That, oof, in the, oof, in the, the yes. cold depths of space. Yeah. I'm into it. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. yeah. As soon as you said aliens, exoskeleton, that's what popped into my head. Yeah. My, my pants um okay so they were fighting so the exo squad is fighting the arties i'm sorry i mean the artificial beings yeah they're called uh neo to do the labor Ooh, i like that that's smart 
Where where was Jay popping on this shit with the Arties? I like the Neo Sapiens. Neo Sapiens. Uh, shout out to uh, Copperhead, available from Image Comics, all your favorite local comic shops. And I I think they um the Neo Sapiens had like claw hands, so they had like three fingers, two thumbs on either side, and mm. like one giant finger on top. And uh, it's kind of like Rom. Yeah, that's what I did for the Sewells in Copperhead. They have like these. <laughs> hands like that so that shit's all over the place man wow all right it was deep cool deep in it x exo squad all right this is where we're going to take our little break and then we'll be back right after this message from our sponsor anchor.fm please give us another sponsor but anchor.fm is great and we're back uh so it's my number two uh i'm gonna do maybe since you did a cartoon i'll do a cartoon i'll go back later so, uh, you know, I had a definitive, there is a cartoon that I bring up every time there's a reboot yep. or something like that. I'm going to skip that. I'm going to skip that for now. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, uh, take a left where everyone thought I was going to take a right. I'm going to come back to it though. Cause we're in the neighborhood full of cul-de-sacs. That's right. I'm going with mask mobile armored oh, okay. strike command, baby. M a S K. I can see this. The best. I'll, all you got to do is walk into a you got to walk into like a, a a pitch meeting, slam your fist down and be like Fast and Furious meets Transformers. Yeah. And everybody just creams their pants. Oh yeah, I, I wouldn't even have to say the rest of this. They would they would just, That's just cut me a too. check and whatever. Um I <laughs> I do have to say as I researched this, I saw that one of the directors F Gary Gray from Fast and Furious was tapped to develop mask a couple years ago but there's been no other news since so it counts because we texted about that we texted about that i wanted to make sure it counted uh so basically the huge franchise right you got to put some work into the title i don't know if you can say m-a-s-k is is the title you want to go with for a franchise no, that's great but it's basically it's basically uh soldiers or you know whatever piloting vehicles that can transform into other vehicles so you got double the vehicle power of a Fast and Furious. You got a motorcycle that becomes a helicopter. I had that toy as a kid. Great, called the Grasshopper. You got a car that turns into a plane. It was a Camaro. You got a Jeep that turns into like a boat, like for swamp shit. Uh, there's a Porsche that turned into a submarine. Give me a fucking break. You're killing me. Uh, they use like these helmets. That's where the mask word comes in. They use these helmets that control all the weapon system and the transforming right. of the vehicles. Uh, they could even, if I remember correctly, even the masks could do shit. So, like, if they were outside their vehicles, they still had some sort of avili- uh, you know, abilities or whatever. So, just print the money and give me a check. Yeah, I, I don't see how this doesn't fly. Like, right. This seems like literally, yeah, a thing that uh, that should exist based on what does exist. Right. I mean. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, actually, if you take if you if you make these all like say you make the pilots of all the vehicles ex military, then you can make it a, like a GI Joe meets Fast and Furious meets Transformers. Like, it's a no fucking yeah, brainer. Who's, who's a big dumb action star that doesn't have a franchise yet? I was gonna say Mark Wahlberg, but well, he is in the last couple Transformers movies or something. Last right? couple Transformers, and he's old as shit. We would need some youngins. Uh, I don't know. That's the problem. We're not. We're not really. You know, we're not really developing young action stars anymore nowadays. You got Channing Channing Tatum, but he's already in GI Joe. Yeah. I don't know. 
I don't know. Maybe maybe one of the one of the actors from the boys. Maybe that kid that's uh that's uh, Dennis Quaid's son. He could bulk up a little bit, take some roids, go on the juice. Maybe be one of these guys. I don't know. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know either. Seems like Liam Hemsworth needs something. Right, his brothers. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of fallen off. Yeah, take all those take all those actors who didn't blow up from the Hunger Games movies and put them into this. There you go. Josh Hutcherson, Liam Hemsworth, uh, the sexy guy who played the guy who swam, the blonde sure. guy, put him in this. Yeah, one of Will Smith. Sure, kids. you got you. Need, yeah, but you need an Asian also though for the for the guy who pilots the grasshopper. You need an Asian, so maybe the guy from Fast and Furious who died in Fast and Furious three, but then was around in Fast and Furious four, five, and six. Maybe him. I've seen none of these <laughs> movies. Oh my gosh! Well, you've pretty much seen Mask, Mobile Armored Strike Command, just without the transforming part. Um, but yeah, so that that's uh, that's something that was actually the last thing I thought of when I was racking my brain to get to number five. And then I remember how much I loved this fucking, I love this cartoon so much that at one point on my old, uh, do you remember they used to have devices that uh, only played music like MP3 players, like an iPod Nano yeah, or. Sure. Like so, I used to have one of those. I used to go to the gym with, and one of the songs I put on those was was the Mask theme song. Oh my God! So in the middle of my workout, the Mask Mask Crusaders fighting crime over time. Oh my God! At a time, something a lot of time. Anyways, uh, so yeah, M A S K Mobile Armored Strike Command. You'd probably just call it Strike Command, Command if I made the movie. I'd... Oh yeah, it's like Command, Russian. of course. Right. That's that's a downer. You got to figure something out there. Uh, okay. What's up? I'm so excited. What's next on your list? Um, what I did that. I'm gonna go to. Let's go to a book. <clears throat> um, I don't read a lot of them, and the ones I Obviously. I have read are already movies. Uh, so I had to go right. back in time, and uh, I remember my I favorite back in book time? from my youth was Hatchet by Gary Paulson. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this. This kid, um, I don't remember what the reason is, but is in a plane. Like a, he, he takes a plane flight. You know, it's one of those little two-seater planes or whatever. The plane goes down in a lake. The pilot dies and he survives and he has to survive in the wilderness with just a hatchet. Wait a minute. I just want to jump in real quick. You said he took a plane flight. <laughs> a plane flight. He did. He took a plane flight. Okay. Uh, it was probably a plane plane flight. There's nothing special about it, but it was just a plane plane fight. It was a plane flight. airplane flight. Right. Okay. So it's like the gray, but he has a hatchet already. Um, I, what was the Alec Baldwin, Anthony Hopkins one? That's the one I was thinking of. Al McPherson <laughs> okay. was in it. Remember Al McPherson? Ah. Uh. I remember El McPherson every morning. For Batman but, and Robin? <laughs> Let's, no, that was Uma Thurman. No, he was, he was, was Bruce Wayne. He, she was Bruce Wayne's girlfriend in Batman Oh, my Robin. God, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, we're off to a, pre, uh, like a preteen slash young teen. It's young adults. Only a hatchet. Totally. Um, okay. Yeah, but you, I don't know. You could do it in a way that would, uh, that would entertain everybody. You, you could bring it up a little bit and do something maybe a little edgier. Well, the best part would be, like, when he crash lands, his phone doesn't have 
like doesn't have reception and he freaks out for like 15 minutes because he can't watch youtube yeah right and then he sees the hatchet yeah and then he's like i could do this right oh Half even better what if it was that? shaking in the woods over wi-fi withdrawals <laughs> <laughs> what if what if he just had to build his own hatchet so he found a stick and twine mm. but he had to shave his cell phone into the blade of the hatchet well the hatchet was a gift from his mom so it's like oh, it's like uh star lord's walkman right well the you know you gotta have a scene where his mom gives him a hatchet and he's like this fucking sucks because he can't stop playing on his phone right and he's like and she just put she just puts it in his bag with a little note like i love you honey yeah and then that's all these yeah, yeah. Here's an axe. Okay. Every right. birthday. <laughs> right. Every young man in 2019 needs an axe. <laughs> Especially when they're going on a plane plane. Right. Plane ride. Yeah. Right. A plane flight. Uh, right. Plane. <laughs> uh, next time you fly, I want you to just tweet out, I'm going on a plane flight to wherever. Because <laughs> you're so excited. Uh so it's a survival story with a hatchet. Yeah. And he and has to do different teenager. things with the hatchet. Chop yeah. stuff. I imagine he cut things. Kill stuff. Hit things. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff you could do with a hatchet. Yeah. If you hold it just right, you could fry an egg on yeah. it probably. Lots of stuff. He may, yeah. Maybe he draws a face on it, like Wilson, and marries it. I don't know. Yeah, he starts, starts talking to it. We could do something it. like that. Right. Right. I like it. Okay, big big plan or small plan? Are we talking about like uh, the old like, uh, that movie with it? <laughs> the old the, the Idris Elba uh, movie with uh, Kate Winslet? That kind of plane, like a six seater or like a big plane? No, and he just miraculously is the only one that survives. No, yeah, it's just it's a tiny plane. You know, two seater is that a thing? Planes with two seats. Yeah, sure. You got to really know the the pilot, though. I mean, you got to be friendly with the pilot. Yeah, I it's, something in my brain was telling me like the parents were divorced, and maybe he was going to visit his dad for the summer. He lives or on like an Aleutian island. Yeah, was his dad? Yeah, them. yeah. Okay, with his new family. Right, right. You get that huge audience of like Inuits and like uh, deep sea fishermen. You get that audience built in. The already. audience that that every studio is clamoring for. There was a sequel that I didn't read. I don't remember what it was called The River or something like that. But sequels always oh. suck, so whatever. It's like I mean what are they it's so it unbelievable the same shit would happen to him again. Yeah. Oh Jesus, it's like Home Alone Two. Here, honey, I got you hatchet. a hatchet. <laughs> uh <laughs> a machete for your birthday this time. You're taking a river right. ride okay. to go see your dad. <laughs> then the boat sinks and he has to use the machete to Yeah. Yeah, here's a here's things. a tube and a machete. Right, he would have to have two special weapons though. So the tube and the machete. Right, he was going on a boat float. Right, it sank. Right. <laughs> okay. Oh, all right. It, well, we're not even halfway through. So next for me is a no brain. This is something that I will say it's been in development hell forever. Uh, so it has been optioned. It has supposed to supposed to have been made. And so it kind of treads the line and Dark Horse Comics did do comic books based off the subplot of the book, but I think it still counts. And I'm going to do The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay mm. by Michael Chabon. Okay. Um, uh, did you ever read this book? No. 
I read it probably uh, 15 years ago, and it's I love it. It's the, one of the favorite. I mean, again, I don't read a ton of books. It's one of my favorite books. Uh, it kind of ties into that whole Kirby biography thing, except it's a fictional take on these comic creators who escape kind of Europe during World War II, come to America, and they make comics in like the late 40s, early 50s in New York. So you mix in, you you know, you mix in the reality with some. So in the book. They uh, have a character who has... So they create comics with this character. He has all these villains, all these stories. So in my idea, you take the escapist and you make those sequences maybe like animated, like a Bruce Timm's Batman kind of animated style. Um, But it's all sort of centered around... Like in the book, spoiler alert, uh, in the book, one of the, the comic creators is gay. So a lot of the comic stories are about finding acceptance and battling prejudice and stuff like that so it's it's kind of like that mentality of sort of uh creating art to uh express yourself in a in a time that would not accept you for who you were with the cloud of world war ii and anti-semitism and all this stuff over over it um i think this i think the book was first option like 10 years ago 12 years ago it just has never been made for whatever reason um and it's always been one of my favorite kind of non-comic properties. So even though it is kind of a comic book, so it's a little cop out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, one appeal of surprise. Michael Chabon's written a bunch of other books that are famous that I haven't read, but I should. Wonder Boys. They, I may think they made a movie on Wonder Boys. Yeah, you're looking yeah, at me. No, like, that's okay. uh, yeah, Michael you're, Douglas and Spider Man. Spider Man's in it. Michael Douglas. Yeah, Spider Man. Uh, Hank Pym. Yeah, and, they're both in this movie Parker. called Wonder Boys. Right. Yeah. So that that was actually uh, right after the Kirby thing. That's that that's the other thing that came up. Those two were easy. The rest were the rest were hard, so to speak. <laughs> so uh that's my uh that's my third of five. I got two more. They're going to rock your socks off. But Scott. Oh. My friend my friend. I'll put on some socks. All right, so my next one I'm going to do, let's go to another cartoon. I had a couple of them written down. They're sort of in the same uh, conceptual sort of ballpark. What? I'm sorry. What did you say? I mumbled the word dinosaurs. Correct the mundo. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I I was going, that was 1987. And then in 1988, there was Dino Riders. Which I think right. is not uh, as yeah. fun, uh-huh. but also something I might like to see. But I would, I would Man, dig you... the fuck out of like a Steven Spielberg Dino Saucers movie. Again, you walk in there and you say it's uh, Transformers meets Jurassic Park. Yeah, everybody loves dinosaurs. Uh, it's got kids. It's got the secret scouts. So it's like it's part Transformers. It's part Captain Planet. And everybody loves Captain Planet. No as shit. As evidenced by the Captain Planet right. except the, cinematic universe. Right. Right. Well, except for the Trump administration, everyone else loves Captain mm. Planet. Um, right. But yeah, so that'd be my thing. Y'all know dinosaurs, right? Do I have to explain this shit? It's, it's Transformers with dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> there's good... There's good dinosaur people and there's bad dinosaur people and they both crash on earth and and the, the hijinks ensue what's well i like that i like that there was a 
I don't remember which. I think it might have been a Star Trek uh, Voyager episode where they found a planet inhabited by uh, dinosaur-human hybrids. And it came to be that uh, a million years ago, something happened to Earth that rocketed part of... Something happened. An alien race came and collected samples, and now they're all the way in the Delta Quadrant. And they developed an entire race based off sentient humanoid dinosaurs. So dinosaurs are similar to that. Like the dinosaurs land on Earth as aliens, but they're all dinosaurs. But they can talk and shit and walk upright. And yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're funny yeah. and they do things. Yeah. They fall down and you know, yeah, they do funny things that kids like. Yeah, and, and I like your eco take on it. Like. Look, we, we you already killed us off once. We're coming back to save you from yourselves now. Oh, yeah. I don't think I would get into themes like that. Uh yeah, I don't I don't know what I would play with. I I guess you got to do something with the scouts. The arcs are in the scouts, right? Cuz just they're just giant dinosaur guys that want to get home. I guess. Yeah, I I guess the best, yeah, the way you do the scouts is they're made fun of at school because they're archaeological nerds and they don't want to play video games and they don't want to, like, do the oh, pot. Oh, they're in the like paleontology that. club. Right, so everyone makes fun of them because they all wear, like, like tan and, you know, they all want to be Indiana Jones and so they're fucking dorks. Okay, and so, so I'm going to sell this. And then it's they're heroes. Transformers meets Big Bang Theory. Yeah, it's yeah. probably good. With like two terrible franchises come together, rings or something. Yeah, right. Whatever. Yeah, you might have to might have to work that workshop that a little yeah. bit to get it to sell in I'll sell in the room. A little bit. Uh, there you go. Yeah, it's a dead horse. Okay. Uh, next on my list is uh, I'm gonna uh, go with uh, another property that recently was said to be in development with at Hulu but no casting and no uh, director and no release date has been announced so I texted you and you said it counts I'm going with Wild Cards which is based off the books by George R.R. Martin what is this about oh my god you never read Wild Card novels so basically what it is it's an anthology series but it's like a shared universe where different writers write short stories but it's all it has a set of rules it has a set of characters has a set of it's a shared universe of uh so my pitch real quick is superheroes and supervillains it's a mix between the mcu dceu and watchmen so a mysterious virus infects earth gives some people superpowers some people like one third of the planet gets superpowers one third of the planet nothing happens to and then one third of the planet is turned into like mutants so they don't get abilities but they get deformed and they so they're like castaways so 20 years later you got a, like a subculture of people who are just castaways you got humans who are just sort of humans and then you have a third of the planet that has abilities so some are some use it for personal gain some use it for fame some are just heroes uh so it's like you get the superheroes you get the uh you know sociology aspect of like what do they bring kind of like the boys or kind of like uh you know like i said the watchmen some of them are costumed most of them aren't um 
and and so these are the books when I was in high school. Other than com- if I didn't wasn't reading a comic, I was reading one of these books because essentially a comic without pictures. Uh, George R. R. George R. R. Martin created and edited the books, but I mean a list of authors wrote in these book wrote these short stories. And they've there's now been there's twenty seven or twenty eight books in the series of books. Hmm. So it's pretty. I like it. It's it's one of my favorite things from when I was younger. Uh, it's to me, it's a no brainer. It probably works to go against our topic for the tonight. It probably tonight, today, this morning, whatever it goes against movies. It probably works better as a TV show, which is what it was optioned for. But, uh, I love it. Costume superheroes, costume supervillains, non costume superheroes, non costume supervillains. It's right up my alley. Like, what let's examine what happens when a third of the population gets abilities and a third of the population gets outcast at the same time i can't believe you've never heard of wild Cards. never heard of it uh it might have been mostly an 80s thing although they still released books up until like the last couple of years like one of the latest ones i read i didn't finish it because i had it at the, from the library was it took on like the iraq war like they sent super powered individuals over there to support the troops and their you know quest to purge the middle hmm. east of villainy um but yeah, it's good. Um, but we're running long, and you still got two more, I think, no, on your one list. one more. Or one more. All right, let's hit it. All right. Um, I guess my last one is the last book I can remember reading that I enjoyed. And when I read stuff nowadays, it's all nonfiction. And even, like, watching stuff, usually it's nonfiction, documentaries or whatever shit on Netflix. Uh, I really enjoyed Close to Shore by Michael Capuzzo, and I thought well okay i don't have to explain this because everybody knows what it is i have no idea what it is yeah that's the joke um close to shore it's uh it's uh a a telling of the 1916 new jersey shark attacks um that inspired (laughs) jaws so it's about a bull shark that swims up this river in new jersey and just starts fucking eating people and nobody knows what's going on uh, Wait, does it ex- does it explain how a saltwater shark that can bull exist sharks in can freshwater do that. water? Really? Yeah, bull sharks have been caught in freshwater uh, as far inland as Missouri. Oh my gosh, I used to live in Missouri. Now I'm glad I made it out alive. Yeah, don't go in the water. Just anywhere. Just don't do it. <laughs> I'm on board with like that. Fucking eat by something. Okay. So it's it's a rec- uh, 1916 you said 1916. So they had no they were all they were all dummies back everyone's an idiot in 1916 yes they were terrible bathing suits right but I I see this as like a it could be like a really interesting sort of moody David Fincher vehicle a little bit of horror a little bit of drama about these small towns sort of uh, going uh, insane with fear so yeah. I could dig it. Yeah. Probably a minority would probably be killed just because they're afraid of a shark. Yeah. So they're just going to kill minorities. The, the, the kid, oh, yeah. get murdered in the lake. Oh, round up all the Chinamen. Yeah. It's exactly what it would be in real life. I Yeah, I'm into that. Okay. It was, the, was the name of it? Close to Shore? 1916. <laughs> Close to Shore? Close to Shore. Look it you up. Short, you shorten the title. Close. So this is a book you read? You actually read the book? I, I read the book. Okay. 
All right. Yeah. I'm not going to call you a liar. Things. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. All right. I'm going to close this out on uh, the thing I bring into every uh, topic when we talk about adapting or rebooting, and yep. it's Bionic 6. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, I will freely admit you have to change the characters' names and probably the title. You had to really put a lot of work into updating it because it's very dated. Uh, but it it you have big action, huge action is what I wrote in my notes. With an H, huge familial bond. You have we diversity. Have the best action. They have yeah, the best action. It has diversity because you have uh, uh, minority children. Uh, there's got to be a better way to say that phrase. But you have children from all over the world we adopted by this couple. People. So. You, I, that was Arnold. So, so you, anything else, I think. <laughs> my my dude. Trump comes out as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Make America great again. <laughs> you have action. You have uh, diversity in your cast. You have uh, future tech, which all these blockbusters like to do now with the nanobytes yeah. and syllabites and the clear screens and holograms. Know, right. Yeah. Right. Curlobites are what whales eat. <laughs> But it's like you could do any, you could do anything, <laughs> you could kind of do anything with this, and it's uh, my kelp systems are overloaded, <laughs> right? So you got essentially the bionic man and his family's in danger, and they're all gonna die. So he shares his bionic energy with all of them to save them, but then they all get superpowers. Mm. So there's a little bit of like the Fantastic Four where they all get abilities at the same time. They got to figure it out. So uh, my tagline is sci-fi superhero action. A la Iron Man movies, so you get the you get the side tech, you get the superhero, you get the you big have action. a la in your tagline. Yeah, A L A. Yeah. Right. We'll have to workshop that. Well, so what? Do you, sci-fi superhero action meets Iron Man. Fantastic Four meets Iron Man. You can't do that. No, like it's a sci-fi thing, superhero so. action is Iron Man. So let's get that Iron Man. Let's get that Iron Man audience. Uh, Iron Man meets the Iron Man meets uh, the Incredible. Well, you just have John That's Favreau it direct it, then you can do from the director of Iron Man. Right. Oh, and then you get Brad Bird to write it. So from the from the writer of Incredibles and the director yeah. of Iron Man comes the next comes the next superhero family. Right. The Bionic Six. Or you get somebody that worked on them. You know, from the right. best boy of Iron Man. And the catering company from Pixar. Right. 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 Key grip of Iron Man That's 3 right. is now the first director, co-director of Bionic 6. That's a bad the sign. movie. Right. Yeah, so you got you to gotta think of a different name. I don't know if Bionic 6 works. I don't know if Bionic carries the weight it carried in 1985. Well, uh, Lego the had Bionic. that series Bionicle not too long ago, right? I, right. I feel like you can sell the word bionic. It's cool to say. Okay. Right. And, I, and the thing that the thing that I mean, as as a sci-fi geek when I was a kid, like I think they I think they had the maybe they never had any of the rights, but the bionic one again, all the names have to be changed. But in the cartoon, bionic one had like the gray. He looked like Lee Majors. He had the gray hair. He looked like the bionic man. Mm. The mom had long brunette hair. She looked like the bionic woman, Jamie Summers. So that's the whole launching point for this, even though I don't think they had the rights to those characters. But anyways, it, you know, in any medium, 
You know, even like a even like a hip hop album. Give me the Bionic Six reboot. Give me like something. But some new Bionic Six. Dying for it. Maybe not the hip hop album. Yeah. You know, maybe a mic maybe a microbrewery where a family of bionic. Your tagline could be the super team nobody beer. asked for. That's what it's exactly what it should be. The super family. Oh my god. You have team crossed out and family written in handwriting above it. The super family. Super cool. You didn't know you wanted. Yeah. That's right. This summer gets super hyped and super cool for the super family you didn't know you wanted. <laughs> bionic six. All right. Well, that was kind of fun. You know. Hey, kids. You remember that show <laughs> from the 70s about a guy that could jump really high? Yeah, Meet his six kids. million dollar man. Right. Nowadays, six million dollar man would be like breaking down on the side of the road. Like, you know, we need the six billion dollar <laughs> man. Hey, oh. All right. Scott, how is your. Uh, um, I don't fucking know what you said earlier. The oh, lounging iguanas, hazy, hazy, hazy. That's what it's doing to my brain. Oh, yeah, one six point something percent beer is gonna cash uh, you in. These this days. is great. Ooh. This is uh, the label's got some smearing on it, but it says made with pineapple and coconut no ale with pineapple and coconut added it's really heavy on the coconut and i'm a big fan of things that are artificially coconut. flavored like coconut mm-hmm. like bananas uh-huh um so this is this is hitting the spot for me so who who makes it. it again this is uh, uh, uh abita sorry right there okay right so there. i have a i have a question do they have do they have a whole line of beers i don't know man. under the lounging whatever's i don't know okay. it says limited series on it i don't know i would track this down at like total wine or something i i'd go looking for this this is all right uh this might be if it's not at the top it's definitely in like the top three wow. of my favorite ipas now so I'm going. Let's go four and a wow. half. Wow! Oh my gosh! I, I dig it. Four and a half for the lounging iguanas. You said you got that at a at a local grocery store. I yeah. Oh, I got it at World Market. That's where I got it. Oh, so kind of. So it's weird. You know, it's not a thing that I'm gonna find anywhere. Right. Okay. All right. Four and a half. Wow shocked surprised pleasantly so uh i had the i haven't quite finished it yet uh i had the uh, nankasi brewing company again shout out to eugene oregon great fucking town the ducks are from there oregon ducks are from eugene uh brute ipa this also says seasonal release maybe it's just a summer beer um not as good as the four peaks brute ipa i will say that I don't know what to do with this beer. It has so much going on. I had the dank smell. It's a little bit of an IPA, a little bit of a brute. So brute IPAs are supposed to be more like wine, champagne-y flavored. Mm. I can't. Not my jam. I don't know, man. I'm gonna. It's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, I guess it's not a good sign if I can't really articulate because I'm such a 
Usually I'm such a great talker and I can describe things in such detail and depth that it makes our listeners wet themselves. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go midway. I'm going to give it a three. It's not bad, but I, I can't... I don't know. I don't have the ability maybe to dissect it. So, three. Whatever. Three. Um, that's fine. Uh, anything else before we do the, the wrap-up? Before I do the wrap-up? Nah, brah. Good I'm, buddy. I'm out. All right. Well, <coughs> pardon me. I've had several beers this we'll we'll call it this afternoon. I've had several beers this afternoon. Uh follow us on Twitter at TIG underscore show at Ryan Cody and at Scotty God. Scott tweets about once a month. All the past episodes are available at anchor.fm slash tick show or any of the big podcatcher sites, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts. You know, if it's worth a shit, we're on it. Um, and if you enjoy the show, leave us a review. Tell your friends. Go to patreon.com slash take show. It's a dollar. Are you fucking kidding me? It's a dollar. Uh, or buy a shirt at super75studios.com slash take show. Oh, yeah, do that. Do, do that. Uh, or, again, you can always sponsor episodes. We will take any sponsorship. So let's say you're having a yard sale, for example. If oh, you're going to yeah. have a yard sale, if you're going to have a yard sale in October and you already know you're going to have it and it's like one of those, like, those uh those block party yard sales where you and all your weird neighbors get together and sell your all uh, bullshit and you want to promote it and you know maybe you're in Arizona where you know that's where we live let yeah. us know give us give us some cheddar yeah. and we'll yeah man let we'll us ke- know what concert t-shirts you're selling and we'll that's right we'll pimp it on the show that's right I'm into early I'm into college rock t-shirts from 1984 so if you have like a a murmur tour by REM and a large you let me know Scott's probably more like dashboard confessional or some bullshit. No, I wasn't yeah. fan yeah. size. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let us yeah. know what uh, porcelain figures you're selling. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or if you have like some nice like Makita tools or maybe even some snap-ons. Uh, though, why would you ever get rid of a snap-on or a craftsman? But if you have like a, you would never get rid of those. That was stupid yeah. of me to say. Let us know how many but, ironing boards you're getting rid of, and we'll pass it that's on. That's right. Or if you have like an old dryer, I can turn your old dryer tub into a fire pit. I can make it creative. Let's let's oh. do this shit. Oh, nice. Yeah, I gotta I actually I I am a Fred Durst cosplayer in my hat backwards. It's making me uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right, Scott, you know what to do, man. It's time to say goodbye. Yeah, for goodbye. This week. I did it all for the nookie. <laughs> That's right. Bye bye.
Thank you.